Hey guys, welcome back to FamCast. This is a huge episode. It's episode 40. I'm Trevor. We've got Tim with us again from uh, last night's podcast. Uh, but we also have two special guests uh, with us. We've got uh, Zach and uh, Elon, uh, both from Odd Bite Games. And uh, both of them just released a, a game uh, just last Friday, so just a couple of days ago, depending on when you're listening to this, um, called Rogues Like Us. Uh, so we wanted to get them on the podcast to kind of talk about their experience with the game. Uh, me and Tim have uh, gotten a couple hours in uh, hands-on with it. It's been fantastic. Um, so if uh, you guys don't mind, I'll go ahead and have you introduce yourselves, um, kind of what, uh, what your role was behind uh, the game, what, um, what you actually did uh, to bring this game to life. Um, all right, okay. I'll go first. Uh, hey, yep. guys, uh, I'm Elon. Uh, I mostly did uh, design and programming on the game. Uh, mostly more on the technical side of things, more systems programming than more straight-up gameplay programming, but uh, that's what I was doing on the project. Very cool. Uh, hey, guys, I'm, uh, I'm Zach. I, uh, I did uh, art and animation and a little bit of sound and music for it, as well as uh, some writing. Oh, very nice. Okay. So you're behind the whole, um, the kind of the aesthetic of the game then, is that correct? Um, I did stuff for it, but... As far I, as... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, just as far as, like, the... I mean, it, the game itself has a really unique look to it, so are you the one that, like, created the, like, all the weapons and the armor and the, the enemies? Yeah, I did create a lot of the, the weapons and the armor and the enemies. Actually, like, I touched a little bit on all those things. Although I do want to give, uh... Really big uh, credit to uh, Chris Ulrich, who is uh, unfortunately couldn't make it tonight, but he was our lead artist on the project, and he really was the guy that nailed down the aesthetic. Him and Matt did a lot of work uh, figuring that out. Fantastic. Very cool. Um, so, Tim, you actually just got done playing it um, not too long ago. Right. I mean, you probably just, what, half an hour maybe? Yeah, yeah I was actually, because um, I, I, I couldn't stop. I was having too much fun. <laughs> Um, so I, I kind of want to throw it over to you because I've, I've kind of um, I've started off pretty strong already. What what are your first impressions of the game? Or what what questions um, do you have about the game? What what are your first thoughts? So my first my first thought is I, the game to me. I mean, it feels it feels very unique, right? I haven't I haven't played a game that really feels as much like that. Like it has kind of like a uh, it's it's a dungeon crawler, right? And and are the the areas you go to are those randomly generated areas like it's not the same thing every time right they're randomly generated yes. generated ish cool because um, I, I noticed that it, it, it felt fresh <laughs> every time I died and had to restart and everything it was it definitely wasn't the same experience especially after I went through it once and you know when you do it again it's like even harder and different things so I had a lot of fun with it myself I thought the loot system was very fun very interesting because like you 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 kill something right you'd go around you kill something you fight a boss and the boss does each boss have a chance of dropping a different kind of those treasure chests yeah when you when you kill the boss uh it rolls for a random chest that you get okay because then when you when you, now my understanding is you get that random chest that you get and you and you just kind of keep pushing forward right so I, i'd keep pushing yes. forward keep pushing forward and you wouldn't actually get to "Quote unquote," claim those chests until either a you completed what I what I'm kind of considering a segment, more or less like a like a like a, a path, um, and then because then you go back to like the central hub, and then you can go and claim those chests. Or is there another way to claim those chests before that? No, you can only claim them in the hub. In the hub, okay. So you can claim them in the hub. But what I thought was really cool about it is when you when you 
open a chest, like a weapon chest, for example, you don't just necessarily get that weapon. It just unlocks that weapon to show up somewhere randomly in the game, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. How early... So I unlocked a... I can't remember what it was. It was a legendary, though. It was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, an orange. It had, like, blue side... Like, like blue looked like a glowy, bluey sword thing, and it looked freaking phenomenal. Um, am I able... Would I... Is there a chance that I would actually find that sword, like, in the... Like, one of the first areas of the game when I go back through it or is are those like legendaries like that more going to be more towards like the end of the game so as you as you play through the game you'll find that uh, the more higher ranked weapons will show up later on in the game it's set up that way so mostly in the first area you only find like whites and blues and then you know it continues up as you go uh, there are chances very small chances to find like much higher items in the earlier areas but there's like in the first area there's not really uh, you you probably won't ever see you know an orange okay. rank weapon. Sure, which which makes sense. No, and I I but right. I've had a blast. Like I, I like Trevor saying I was playing it. I I knew we had to do this thing, but I didn't want to stop. So I think I stopped <laughs> at what eight eight forty five was actually the time right. that I had to stop playing, and I kind of forced myself to like just go balls deep into some areas. And that was I tell you what, that was that was the biggest thing I noticed with the game was. <laughs> when it's very easy to feel overconfident at times and just get wrecked. Mm -hmm. And it was quite <laughs> hilarious of that happening a few times. And anytime it also taught me that even though I killed an enemy, I could still very easily die because a slimy thing will come out. Yeah. Or something will happen. Like it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was phenomenally frustrating at times. And I, it was like a good frustration. Like, ah, ah, they got me. Ah, you know, kind of thing. It was fun. I had a blast. Good. Gl I'm awesome. glad. That's one of the things I like about it too. It's, um, any time that you die, it's very obvious that it's your own fault. Right, right, yes. Agreed. Like, it's never, the game never feels cheap. It, you just feel like, oh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have missed that. I, I should have caught on to that. Right. Um, so those are, those are Tim's first impressions. I know me and Trey have already talked about them on stream. Um, so just to kind of hand it over to you guys, what was the initial goal behind creating this game? Because this is your, kind of your first really big launch, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what um, like when you first uh, originally started planning this game, like did you know that it, you wanted it to be a roguelike um, from, the, from the beginning or did it kind of evolve from something else? Hey, Zach, you oh. want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Um, also depends on, I guess, how far back we want to go. If we want to go back to like to the way early <laughs> prototype when we were yeah, still Yeah, let's go back to the beginning because I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like most people, won't, most people won't know that it started out as a, like a student project when we were in school. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it started out as uh, a. Comp oh, sorry. What uh, no, no, go ahead. It's all yours. Okay. Um. Yeah, it originally started out as like we always kind of wanted it to be. Uh, I think a, a roguelike, a roguelite to some extent, because it started out originally as like an arcade game, or like it was supposed to be designed to be played on an arcade cabinet. That was sure. one of the stipulations for the project initially. Um. And uh, so as that kind of progressed, uh, like originally it, it had like these ideas for like this whole uh, thing where we c the idea was you'd play in an arcade cabinet and then your character would power up, but it wouldn't be enough. So it would help out the next person that played that character. Um, that's cool. So that's kind of was the idea behind it. And yes. that eventually turned into this whole kind of crazy thing, this online it, experiment. And yeah, it, it, it had this whole so. The, the original version was called Dungeoneers way back, which is apparently a trademark name. 
<laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> so but uh, it had this whole like community progression leveling thing which Zach said as has um where everybody played on like the same character everybody leveled the same character it was all run through like it wasn't like network per se it was more just like everybody connected up to a database that had all the data on it and so you go through you fight through it's just like a really short thing you fight through like 10 rooms and then you fight the boss and if you died the experience you earned would go into a pool and if you won then you get to take all the experience and allocate it to the character wherever you wanted to upgrade its various stats and then the next you know everybody who played would be playing on the same character you know all the time so you know if somebody decided to put more into strength then everybody would play with the character had a little more strength and with each level the enemies would of course scale with the character and so that was kind of the original thing way way back okay yeah very clever interesting thought right and then eventually um, we kind of oh okay go on sorry uh, something like that doesn't uh, I guess as we found later on, as we kept developing the game, it didn't really uh, fit into the experience that we really wanted. So it was something that we had kind of had to drop out in favor of more, you know, singular gameplay. There just it was just too many factors on the side. And sure. So with this going back from you know all the way back to being a student project up to now to where it's a like a fully launched game on Steam. What's that? What's that time frame like? How many years are we uh, we talking between those two points? About like two, I'd say. Well, oh, more, wow. than, more than two. I mean, yeah, because well, it was it was like really all it was like time. August of what twenty sixteen. Um, when that was when the class started. Yeah, I guess if we if we want to talk about like when it officially kind of got rebranded. Oh like, yeah. As rogues. Yeah, I guess. Into it. That'd be a um, little yeah. just a little over two years. Or like, yep, around then. That's awesome. I mean, that I mean that just seems like, and I'm sure in your mind is it's completely different. But for me, that seems like such a short time frame to go from, you know, just a, a floor plan all the way to actually having. I mean, you guys have a game on Steam. That's right. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels I mean, good. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, I bet it does. I, I mean. I don't think that there's, especially with this, this game feels really polished. I, it does. I feel like like we've done a lot of uh, like indie games, both at like conventions and at um, uh, like on our charity streams. Like we'll do like an indie block. Um, but this one, like it, you can tell you guys put a lot of work into it. So in just two years, that, that just seems very impressive. That Thank you. You guys did all that in just a short time frame. Thanks. Yeah, it's like looking... Like what? What makes me happiest about it being on Steam right now, and the the how the game is, like the current state it is, like really makes me happy because like it there there are a lot of games on Steam as we all know, and right, you know, I I'm very proud of the fact that we have a game that's full and it's complete and it's really like you know it's hard to find the bugs, you know, ex- except for in a, like a very few yeah. specific cases, but you know it's a very polished game and like I'm really really proud of the team. For you know, going above and beyond and doing next job. Yeah, the the whole time I played, uh, I found one bug, and I don't know, and it wasn't like a bad bug, game breaking bug by any means. But I used the power slam, and it blasted a slime over a wall, which <laughs> actually helped me greatly because it couldn't get to me, but I could slice it through the wall. So I was completely okay with that. That could happen more often for all I cared. Uh, um, <laughs> Because, like, and for a lot of our listeners out there, you know, I know some people, you know, they hear the word indie game and they just kind of brush it off, right? Oh, it's an indie game. The game, I can't just really tell you how 
I'm more of a, a AAA title person. I'll be honest with you. I really, I do prefer AAA titles. The game is just so much fun. Like, it, it is an extremely easy to sit down and just lose a couple hours to kind of game. Like, it is that kind of fun game. That, that's really what we were going for with it. Uh, especially in the whole aspect of it being a roguelike. And a lot of roguelike games really off the, off the bat are just made to be hard and made to be difficult. And I know one of the things that ended up being for our game is it's kind of like a good entryway into roguelikes. That's like the way I like to think of it is that it's not... Sure. It, it's not like there's a lot there's depth to it in the combat and you can do but getting into the game isn't as difficult yeah it's it's very um it seems very accessible but it's also um one of those um easy to like easy to get into but hard to master kind exactly. of things patience um, like oh we felt patience. Have patience like tim was saying like <laughs> me and me and trey felt like super confident going into it but then we got to that water level and we probably stayed on that level for probably an hour until we just had to call the stream. But then again, it, it just feels it, it feels rewarding. Like you you feel accomplished when you get to the end, and you understand that it's completely your fault when you die. Um, so w with you guys putting in two years of, of work, seeing this finished product, what do you what are you most proud of, or what what aspect of the game do you like the most, or sets it apart the most? However you want to uh, take it there. Hmm. Uh, Zach, you can go first. Okay. Yeah. Um. I guess uh, I'm, and one thing uh, I'm just personally really happy with is a lot of the, because I'm, I was the big lore nerd for this project. I'm just happy that a lot of that all made it in there and it all felt pretty seamless. In that it's you know it's all optional stuff, but right. Um, I'm just like one thing I'm just really satisfied with is just like how everything came together in the last like week two weeks like we i feel like we got pretty much everything we wanted in um and that's how it just it all came together and also the last boss i think that turned out awesome i i i made the mu music for that so that's my contribution to that guy but i think oh, the things sweet. that everyone else did on it were great <laughs> that's yeah that's fantastic and I'm I'm excited to see what the the final boss is because we only me and Trey only got maybe three or four bosses in so I'm we're we're definitely not even close to being there yet. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure it'll be a, a a challenging one for sure. My my favorite boss by far was the dice, like <laughs> I love that thing. So uh, I'd say for me, um, a little bit of what Zach said, which. It's really just how everything just kind of came together. Like, you know, like, as, as we go along and as you develop, you know, it's really the last, you know, it's like the last, you know, the last 10% is really where it all comes together. And as you're developing, you have all these ideas and all these things you want to add into the game, and you, know, you can't really get to them yet. You know, maybe they'll come at some time, but, you know, seeing the final game and how it is, it, like, really captures pretty much everything I ever dreamed to be in it from the beginning. And I'm, you know, that, that, uh, that's a really satisfying feeling to know that we got it all in everything we wanted pretty much oh yeah i mean to be able to to um develop a game and at the end have no regrets like that i i don't think that there are very many people out there that are able to say something like that so that's that's great you guys had all these great ideas and you're able to you know get it all into the finished product i mean there, there are plenty of examples of bad ideas going in that we had to redo <laughs> lots of times but it was always a challenge but eventually we got there Gradients. <laughs> um, <laughs> briefly, uh, 
the basically uh, shortly after leaving early access um matt and chris sat down and realized oh we should probably figure out color palettes and pretty much retexture every single asset in the game so we ended up doing that <laughs> <laughs> for for the longest time we had the most horrid uh like weapon system in the game like it was it wasn't horrid it was just like it wasn't it was, it was nowhere near as good as the one we have now. Because, like, now you go through the dungeon, you find the weapons in there, and before right. you'd, you'd, uh, you'd collect the weapon, you'd be able to take that weapon into the dungeon. And so you'd end up having this, like, group of 70 weapons, and you'd only play with one of them throughout the whole thing. Because sure. you'd end up just finding one you really liked, and there's just no variation or depth in there. And it ended up just kind of holding the whole game back. Which, I have to say that's one of my one of my favorite things about it so far that I I noticed was different from uh, the early access version that we played, um, the fact that you you're rewarded with these weapon crates and you might like uh, me and Trey found Pride which is this like lion looking axe looked awesome, uh, but you don't get the weapon right away, mm -hmm. and I, I feel like that's where a lot of games maybe falter like you you might be able to find this really good weapon and then you just have it the whole time and you're just blowing through enemies. Uh, there's no longer a challenge, but the fact that it's all it's all random and it's really just added to this, I guess this pool of randomized weapons, um, it, it makes it a lot more rewarding when instead of just seeing your standard like bastard swords or um, smith hammers, like you start to see these other cool weapons that you only have a chance to see. So not every you're not going to get lucky every single time, but it, it was just a really, in my opinion, I thought it was a really cool way to handle the weapon system. Thanks. Um, the, go, oh, on, go ahead. Oh, um, hey, when like between different games, they, they kind of choose whether to you know give let you use your reward right, right away or not. I guess it really comes down to um what what you end up having to sacrifice for allowing. So like on one side, you have you know players can you know use something that immediately that feels good and is awesome and they want to use every single time. But how much do you have to sacrifice in gameplay for that? And, for us, it ended up being a lot, so it ended up working yeah. out really well this way. And I, I like that, and I noticed this because, you know, especially when you die or when you make it to a passive thing, you start over, weapons 100% feel different. Like, like the last run I did, the one I did before we actually played here, I basically had a weapon, and it focused more on the, what is the power blast, right? So I'm running around with this weapon that... Its attack is very light, but it does major power blast damage, where the first two or so times, I had a heavy attack weapon. And it, it honestly, it, it just felt very fresh, even though it was, you know, the same kind of stuff. It was a very, it was still a unique experience, because depending on the weapon you have, I felt like it, it, it really does vary your experience. Trevor and Trey could both be playing, but they could be playing completely two different you know styles even though it's a melee-esque game and that's kind of exactly. really, really well done on your guys's part thank you yeah that was a that was a big factor we wanted to get across and ended up working out super well i'm really happy about that for for people watching and listening who don't really know what rogues like us is how how would you guys describe your game like how would you describe it to them if they were interested in it go ahead zach Should I should I, yeah, like, yeah, go for it. Just like, I'm just like ready to, to go with the <laughs> store tagline. But, um, yeah, so it's it's a more melee focused, like, hack and slash uh, roguelite. So, you know, it's got 
fluid, fast-paced combat. It's from what I've seen, even with you guys and what we like played on our own when testing. It's like a really great uh, local co-op experience. Um, yeah, uh, so you go through a, a procedural dungeon every time. At the end, of you fight a big boss, and then you progress and unlock more gear and loot, and you uh, keep going until eventually you fight a big bad final boss. So there is there is a big bad final boss. Oh yes, there is. Okay, because <laughs> I'm excited because I got like with in kind of a spoiler alert, I guess for for folks listening, if you don't want to kind of hear this this next part, I got to a point to where, like I said, I beat I beat I, what well, I thought honestly at first I thought oh did I beat the game, but I didn't because you go right back to the central hub. But what I noticed is now other portals open up. Right? Is that kind of how that works? Like now yes. there's another portal that kind of leads to a whole other pathway. Um. And I went that pathway. It was like a sandy pathway, and I went that route. And I didn't complete that route yet because that got that got crazy fast, like in, in in a very fun way. I mean, it, got, it got crazy real fast, and all the enemies are blue instead of green, and shooting out spiky balls instead of just little darts. Like it, it was it was nuts. <laughs> um, but I assume that it, is is that kind of like the formula of it? Like it kind of goes like that until you you do it all, and then all of a sudden, boom, big bad final boss. Is that is that kind of what it is? Yeah, that's pretty much the formula of the game. Cool. And I'd kind of speaking to that formula, that was one thing that really threw me and Trey off in a good way. Uh, like we we beat, um, I think it was the dice boss the dice that you that, that you were talking was so about. Nuts. I love that thing. It was, uh, yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm going to keep getting sidetracked. But that boss was so cool because every time it uh, it lands on a different number, something different happens. It it was a, just a super fun fight. You just you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, that's like, that's um, actually our original boss. That's like the first one we ever made. Really, and really? It, it was nowhere anything like that. But um, originally, it was more of like a physics style boss where it'd spin up in the air and it would roll itself in the arena, and okay. like what it, it, it literally, literally physics style, like roll around and then it would land and it would do an attack based on that. But <laughs> did not having having a physics style boss didn't really play well. And <laughs> there there are lots of bugs and weird things that can happen, and you get stuck in corners and. It worked out way better. Oh yeah. What it ended up being is far better than what it used to be. But it, it's our oldest, yeah. it, our first boss. So. Um, that's awesome. It actually, I, uh, I want to just take off that since like that's one of those old echoes of Dungeoneers that's still hanging around, um, <laughs> where the uh, the the boss. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like, uh, one of its uh, versions is the manifold combustor. It's like the big Rubik's cube piece boss. Yes. It's all made of yes. squares. Or cubes, um, that that one has survived fr- from Dungeoneers pretty much unchanged. Oh yeah, like, it's the exact same attack. Yeah, we changed stuff around it, but it's like that one's. It's like that's the survivor of like, the project. It's been <laughs> around since the very beginning. Yeah, I think that, and that's really cool that that's something that like you guys have to to hold on to that maybe not everyone else knows, but you're always going to have that small little piece of like where this project started in the final game. Oh, and and there's just there's one other Easter egg. Oh, sorry, Alon, did you? No, go uh, ahead. Okay. Uh, uh, the only other Easter egg, t- well, there's other Easter eggs maybe, but the another one is the ancient Dungeoneering sword is a, like, mossed up, rusty version of the sword that the character used in Dungeoneers. That's really cool. <laughs> is that, like, a legendary weapon? Uh, no, I think it's just like a comment. I think it's like a, it's, yeah. I found it then. I saw it. I didn't <laughs> know if that was it or not. I was like, what is this big mossy sword? Like, what? Is, it looks so cool, but it's just like a common weapon and I didn't know anything about right. it. But that's, that's funny. That's good to know. 
This description kind of kind of alludes to it a little bit. So I That's wanted to remake that as a bit of a nod. That's awesome. Oh, for sure. The um, to to kind of follow what Tim was saying earlier, where you get to that you you beat the dice boss and then you end up in this room. Right. This room that you've never seen before throughout the game, and it's like this this old laboratory, and it kind of it's almost like that plot twist in the game. You're like, what's what's happening <laughs> right. here? And there's were there four Tim those, those beams of light, four or three? I, you, I mean, I guess I could ask you guys. You <laughs> made the game. <laughs> don't. When there's like that central thing, and then there's the portals. There's like four, like three or four, like beams. Or oh, after you beat the area. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's three. Three, okay. Um, so are those like? W- would you call those like the worlds? Um, like you know, you, we beat world one, and now okay, now we're unlocking world two. We're opening the portal to world two. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that it was just like such a cool. I don't know. You're, you're just so used to the like, go through the portal, beat the boss, go through the next portal, beat the next boss kind of thing. But then you end up in this completely random spot, um, and that's where like the the lore kind of takes over. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, now I really want to know more about what's going on here. It was just a really cool turning point in the game for uh, for me and Trey. Yeah, uh, I think, like. Yeah, I think that room turned out really awesome. Because for a long time, like, and y- y- I think you guys played, you know, like, early Access Rogues when that room yeah. wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was the first time we had seen it. Mm-hmm. It was it was always, in a, like, a, an idea we had, like, way, way back. Not, like, super far back, but quite a while where we were just, like, we really wanted this room at the end to kind of link everything together. And it wasn't, it didn't really come together for a while, but uh, it was something we we wanted yeah, it really, it really pulls things together. It does, yeah, and it, it makes it so... It, not that the game ever felt tedious, but it almost, like, breaks the mold to where, like, you're kind of, you're kind of like, brought back. You're like, it's just a complete shock because you're so used to this regular formula. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, what's really going on right. here? Um, and that's where it's cool to kind of go back and look through, like, the lore you might have collected, which I'd, I haven't checked it, but I think that's what it was. Like, I found this page on the mm-hmm. ground. So I think mm-hmm. that gets added to like the, I guess what you'd call like a library, uh, to where you can go back and like reread the lore that you might have found. Is that accurate? Yeah, there's a like okay. the uh, archive building, and in there there's yeah. like the, a few books and like the bestiaries, and then there's a journal that has all those pages you collect. So how many? Because there's there's a lot to collect in this game between like the different dyes, the armor sets, the weapons. How many, and I'm not sure if, if you know this off the top of your head, but how many collectibles altogether do you guys have in this game? Um, I think, I mean, if we're including, like, all the journal pages, too, as them, because um, there's, like, a, probably somewhere a little over, like, 170. Wow. Wow. Okay. I got to keep playing. Because that's one of the... Um, one, another thing other than, like, the, the other collectibles, I really love the armor sets. Because um, you start off with, you know, basic armor. You can recolor it uh, from the start with what whatever dyes you have. But then it's cool to kind of get the different colors as you go along. Even if you're dying, you still might get a dye chest mm-hmm. from uh, from the end boss. Um, and then I just noticed you get set bonuses, which is even cooler. Like I got the frog helm, which, by the way, is my favorite piece of armor. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be really hard to top that. I'm really that glad thing is awesome looking. that people really like that one. <laughs> 
That, that one is really good. It's, um, it's based off of a <laughs> real thing. What have you found so far, Tim? Um, so I found that one fancy, like, dark helmet uh, that I sent you a picture of. I was like, oh, look at me. I'm a badass now because I had, like, some black helmet with, like, like, little red spikes in it. And I had nice little dragon shoulder pads, stuff like that. I don't know. It felt fun. Went in there, went to the dye section, dyed it up a little bit. Like, I just, and with there being, I mean, clearly a lot of pieces of armor, like, it's neat because you could definitely set yourself apart from the other people in the, in the group that you're playing with, which currently is local co-op, correct? Yes. Right. Although you you I can have... use you can use third party tools to play oh. like like we used uh, use this one called Parsec and they worked out pretty well and I've done it a couple times with friends, a lot of fun. There There's you go. A, uh, uh, nice. Look at me! Look at me! Yeah. That, that was that was me. <laughs> I was like, look at me! I'm a badass now. <laughs> it was so fun. And you know, kind of to hit on something we talked about a little bit earlier. One of the the coolest parts of the combat in the game, like Trevor was saying, is I never felt cheated when I got hit, right? I always I always felt it was it was definitely on me. And in in a game like this, it's nice to see that almost every boss and every enemy for that matter that I've at least seen so far, there is a a rhythm to them, right? So there's there's and as long as you can be patient and figure that out, it's always one hundred percent a fair fight. It's just a matter of whether or not you screw up or not. Exactly. Which was which was awesome. I like. I love games that have that kind of formula because you can figure it out. You just have that patience. Yeah, we we did our we did our best to give the players all the tools they could to tackle any situation. Like, like you know, if somebody really wanted to, you know, they could go through the entire game without getting hit once, and that's that's how we wanted it to be. And you know, there's there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of little things in the combat here and there that that you'll find as you play more like uh, with iframes we have here and there or being able to cancel out of you know attacks and abilities and and really really allowing the player freedom to you know if they can find it and there uh, we do have one question from chat so far uh, looks like uh, uh, Mark's rock by me um, he's asking um, you guys uh, what what were your favorite or what was your favorite thing to work on uh, on the game? Like parts they worked on that they really got excited about working on. Hmm. Uh, Zach, you want to go uh, first? Yeah, sure. Um, really, it's uh, just a lot of the stuff that I worked on because I kind of jumped from like a chunk of things to do to another chunk of things to do. So for a while, a long time, I was just making like weapons and armor and that was a lot of fun um until i kind of got i started running low on ideas for weapons and then matt came in and he made some really awesome <laughs> stuff um but it was also really awesome this is the first time i've really properly composed music um there's a most of the uh, the dungeon tracks are all by print but i've been i was able to do a few tracks here and there so that was really fun and cool to do and then uh writing was really cool uh, i'd never done anything like probably on this scale writing wise in terms of like world building and things like that because there was like so many different like parts of that where it was like dialogue between characters between uh descriptions that describe like the history of things versus like all those journal entries it was a lot of different ways to approach or a lot of different writing sure things. Even like the the flavor text, I'm sure. Like even like to all the the weapons and armor pieces. Like there's a lot of dialogue that I'm sure a lot of people don't even think about that goes into this. Yeah, and that was a big thing too. Is we wanted it to make sure it was all like optional. So it's like it's not a problem if people don't care. It's just 
<laughs> it's one of those things where it's like I feel like even if nobody like consciously cares about it, it's like the fact that it's there. It's still making right. their experience better. Oh yeah. I'd say I'd say for me, there are two things that really stand out as the most. Probably my favorite thing to work on. One of them was probably was the dungeon generation. That was super cool. Um, I'd never done anything like that before. Uh, we ended up we used a, uh, a really neat third-party tool called Dungeon Architect, which turned out super well. But it, you know, it really, it really changed. It really changed the game for the game. Uh, in that, like before that, our dungeons were just kind of basically just boxes, and you just it was just like a grid, and you go from one room to the next, to the next, to the next. There was no, it wasn't really didn't really feel like a dungeon. Just kind of like room, room, room. It really pulled the whole thing together, and that was a lot of fun to work with. And even though there are a lot of weird edge cases, a lot of weird bugs, things, stuff I had to figure out along the way, but it was it was one of the uh, really fun thing to work on. Um, another one was definitely the weapon creation when we switched over from you know the two uh, random weapons in the dungeon. That was another one of my really favorite things to work on. Um, it was just cool to be able to just take all the weapons and find a good way to like randomize the stats, the passives, everything. And, uh, that was just super fun. It's one of my favorite things. It turned out really well as well. Yeah, I, I agree on uh, with, with both of you. It, it all turned out really well. The the and I won't even pretend to understand how a, a dungeon generator works. It, <laughs> it just blows me away that you know something like that can can happen to where every single time you play, it's completely different. Um, which is great because you're not getting worn out, you know, going against the same enemies, going down the same path. Even even though me and Trey kept going through the the grasslands area, it, it never felt old. Like we fought that uh, that giant turtle. I don't know how many times, but it it, it wasn't uh, it didn't feel like redundant or anything. I, I, I a big part of that is definitely the the randomization. Yeah, for sure. the the randomization turned out fantastic, better than I ever thought it could. Like our, our the node editors for like what's in the random generators are like enormous. They lag <laughs> like getting like looking through though it just lags out in the editor like you can't even <laughs> scroll through anymore. There's there's just so much stuff and it's good. And I like that the the enemy types kind of evolve, kind of in in you might um appreciate this reference tim the way that they do in breath of the wild that oh, like you start yeah. off with with like different you have like a few different enemy types but as you get further in the game it's the same enemy type but it's stronger and maybe they have different abilities they deceive you and that's mm -hmm. they're much harder yeah <laughs> and that that's what it felt like here like the the charging ones like maybe they might have spikes now or the the blobs might split up into two once they're dead it, it was a very good evolution of um of the the what do I want to say here? I guess just the enemy progression felt really, really good. The, you, you you didn't feel too challenged. You didn't feel too underwhelmed. It was just a, a good balance. The amount of times I killed an enemy and didn't pay attention and a blob evolved from that enemy and hit me, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many. I was, every, I was, man, but it was funny. It happened a lot, but that's what I'm saying. Like It's, it's hard to trust a dead enemy in that game. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing that kind of has come through since the original game uh is is kind of the the tiers of of enemies kind of like you know the green green blue red and 
to kind of do is something a little bit different. You know, they definitely evolved a lot from where they used to be, but that's another thing that's kind of stood true at, at its core. Yeah, that's true. And I'm a little worried because I haven't that. seen the red enemies yet. <laughs> oh, you'll be you'll be wishing for the blue enemies when you get to the red ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how there's like little quests in the maps too. Like like very little little quests that if you do like you help out the people around you, they sometimes they don't really give you a whole lot. You know, it depends on what you count as mm -hmm. worth it or not. I guess to each their own. But sometimes it's like a whole power upgrade. Sometimes a ten percent increase to this and that. So it's like it's always worth always worth looking at every nook and cranny of the map mm -hmm. to make sure you didn't yep. miss something because that one thing you could have missed could be a whole game changer. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for the shrines too. Oh yeah. Like the, the shrines that you would do, like sometimes you have to sacrifice something, other times you're just rewarded for, you know, getting so far. But there are times like, I remember I had a, um, like it was like a double beam and then I had a weapon that gave me like enhanced beam damage. So you can come up with some really cool combos along mm -hmm. the way if you if you end up doing the different shrines and quests. Yeah, the the shrines are another thing that are, that were awesome, an awesome addition to the game. That really, they added so much variation into it. They were really fun to work on. Uh, there, there, I think there's like there are a couple that didn't really make it in. That's because just how they kind of the game evolved. But uh, they're they're a lot of fun. They end up doing a lot for the dungeon, adding variants to. To what you want to do you know if you want to trade off for something and also especially the the health and shield ones kind of giving you a oh, kind of yeah. giving you a, a you know somewhere if you there's a lot of health on the map or a lot of shields on the map you have you have kind of have like a, a sink for it and you can convert it over to power if you really want to if you're playing well you can get yourself even more ahead and then you're able to even like synergize a few of the different armor sets or trinkets with that too mm -hmm. like if then it becomes like you can strategize around taking like the health trinket or the shield trinket and then you know farming those up oh yeah or like the i think the beyond gone set has it so you know you get double shields from every shield orb as like it's huh. set for set ability that's cool that is fantastic i think the one that i got that felt really good was the um on uh whenever you kill an enemy there's a chance you might get it like a like a health uh piece mm -hmm. afterwards and man, I felt invincible there for a while. I was just like, you know, mowing through enemies, you know, staying at full health. Got a little overconfident and ended up dying. And Trey had to bring me back to life again. And we repeated that until death. <laughs> I'm, I'm I heard a thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was, uh, I was saying I'm, I'm personally a huge fan of the corrosive vial. I'm all about the, the critical strike. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I had a thing that gives me like a shield every time a fight starts, mm -hmm. right? So basically, I get one, I get one free hit um, every time a new, a new like little arena starts, and that was really nice. And like I noticed when you complete a path, um, you you go to the next area, you don't have that equipment anymore, right? So when you complete a full path and you go back in, you don't have that equipment. So it's kind of like you're starting fresh, right? Mm -hmm. As in when you go back, when you go back to the hub. Go back to the hub, yes. right? So you complete a whole path, go back. I like that aspect of it because you can have a run. That's that like you did phenomenal. You got all this awesome gear, this great stuff, and you just ran through things. But once you get back to the hub after you beat that path, it doesn't matter anymore because now you got to start back from scratch, and it's even harder. Like mm -hmm. that was that was a really fun little tidbit of just difficulty added to it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of very like small difficulty additions as you play through the game and as you complete areas where some of the harder stuff starts showing up in the earlier areas. 
it's like little little things like because you know obviously as as you complete the areas you know your own personal skills increased and uh, the game needs to reflect that or else it'd be you know too easy right 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 right, right. uh trey has a uh, a question here hey trey live also from for all mankind <laughs> Uh, he is saying the music is incredible. What are some is- inspirations uh, for the uh, the soundtrack? Um, uh, oh, I guess. Oh, sorry, go on, Alon. Um, I, I was just gonna speak to like way, way back when we were doing the, we first started, uh, first started getting getting some audio in the game. I know some of the the big inspirations were stuff from like Bastion that we were looking at and uh, Transistor and those kind of games. Those that was one of the big ones. Okay. Um, yeah, at least, uh, I'm only, of course, speaking for, uh, my tracks in the game. Um, at least for some of it, like, I wanted, like, like, say for the final bosses track, that has, like, I don't want to, you know, go too on about this, but it has, like, some, like, bells and all this really dramatic sounding stuff, because I wanted to make, like, it sounded like this, there's, like, church bells in it, because it's supposed to sound like this, like, judging, judgment soundtrack, this, like, really intense That's thing. That's awesome. And, I, and it kind of flows a little bit back into the more kind of heroic-ish ending theme of uh, the opening. But, um, yeah, so I, I did the opening. I did uh, the town's theme, and I did, like, the final boss's theme. Okay, cool. But Yeah, we got... Yeah, we got ext- uh, go on. Uh, we, we got extremely, extremely lucky with our audio guy, Prin. Um, we, we just kind of found him. When we went to GDC one year, we went to this, like, brewcade to show off the game at this little, like, indie brew thing, and he happened to walk up, and he was like, hey, your game's really cool, you know, here's my card, and, you know, I can do some work for it, and ended up contacting him, and he turns out to be this, like, he's he's incredible, he did, you know, all the sound effects and stuff for the game, and he's really extremely talented guy, and he's been super helpful along the way, and, like, we were just really lucky to find him at the time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And speaking of... Oh, I was just gonna say he did a yeah did a lot of amazing music. It did a lot of amazing sound effects. He handled like the majority of that stuff. No, he was at um, was he a GDEX? Uh, no, no, he no. was a uh, he. He's only yeah. I don't think he's been to any of our like showings of the game. He's okay. he just he just finished. He was a student over in uh, Boston. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Uh, we we do have uh, looks like two more questions here. Oh, um, he's back. Okay. We're good. Oh, cool. We're good. Oh, uh, um, drop me out for a second. Just a uh, second. I I know Discord was having some issues yeah, earlier today, so that's not surprising. Um, the guy you <laughs> oh, and he's gone again. Oh, <laughs> um, the guy you wish you were um, is asking a a pretty simple question here. What's the story? Um, so if you had to maybe summarize the, the plot, what, what, uh, what's the synopsis you would give someone? What's the, the back of the game box look like? Sure. Uh, I'll try to keep it, you know, as brief as I can. Um, sure. So the basic gist of it is, so uh, like a, a long time ago, like 80 years ago, there was a big war where a kingdom developed a whole bunch of these war machines called constructs and pretty much went on an all-out offensive. Nobody knows why this happened. Um, all the other countries, kingdoms of the world, united and, you know, fought them back. And they stumble upon their capital, which is mysteriously already destroyed. So, and then fast forward, like, um, all this time, these old war machines, the constructs, they're all waking up again for some reason. 
and now these lands they're all forbidden because nobody wants people going over there because the capital just kind of mysteriously vanished and nobody wants sure. to go poking around there um, right. <laughs> so now it's become a town of full of, so there's a recluse, which is a town full of outlaws. So everyone's over there just kind of squatting because, you know, nobody can catch you there. So right. you uh, end up hearing a rumor about all this stuff going down and there's a reward being offered. And whether it's because you're virtuous, you just want to help people out, or it's because you want that reward, you, you head over to recluse to go and help people out and stop the constructs. It kind of gives me a little bit of a uh, like a like a near autonoma vibe. I actually I don't know if, uh, if anyone's ever played that, I, but it has to do with kind of like these machines being built, and no one really knows like where they came from or where they're coming from, kind of thing. Uh, okay, um, I've, I hear constantly but, good stuff. I need to play it at some point. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it, it's fantastic. But yeah, it, it's a I like where that's going because there's so much mystery surrounding it and. Without beating the game, I I can only speculate that we'll probably see more of that, especially involving that room that the me and Tim <laughs> saw. Yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll definitely discover a little bit more surrounding that too. Mm-hmm. Um, now Mark has another question here. Um, he's asking, how does it work for co-op loot wise? Do you get separate loot or single loot? Um, and that one, I think even me and Tim, well Tim couldn't answer. But um, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But it's it's shared loot. Um, so everything you kind of have to be strategic about who gets what weapon or armor pieces um, and upgrades. Exactly. Right. Um, so like the buffs and stuff during a run, those are all like you kind of got to uh, share them and decide on, you know, who gets what. But um, like your unlocks, like dyes and armors and, you know, enchantments and weapons that appear in the world, that's all shared. So if you want, you're not limited to you can both wear the same armor set once you unlock it or use the same dies okay. and stuff. Do the enemies get harder the more people you're playing with? Yes. So, uh the any like the the enemies themselves don't get more difficult with more players, but the bosses uh have more health, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Zach. Okay. Oh, sorry, what? No, no never mind, you're good. <laughs> okay. I figured. Okay. <laughs> Um, now, since you guys have this, you know, the, the game is launched, what, what's, the, what's the next step for you guys now? Um, are you going to, obviously, you know, as, as games go on, you have to continue ironing out, ironing out, like, different bugs that might pop up or different updates like that, I'm sure. Um, but what about, um, do you have any plans for DLC or any other conventions you guys plan to go to this year to uh, show the game off? So, yeah, um... Right now, uh, yeah, we're mostly just looking at, like, uh, bug fixes. And um, sure. as far as conventions go, unfortunately, I don't think so. Um, a big thing for me is just um, still reaching out and trying to contact people to get some eyes on it. Because, uh, sure. unfortunately, I think we're starting to get a little bit buried in Steam now. I think that process is starting. <laughs> um, but uh, we're, we're going to start bringing it to um, as many platforms as we can, as many uh, storefronts. Um, like we're trying oh, to bring yeah. it to, um, uh, just like probably tomorrow or within like the next week to Game Jolt and Itch and, um, Kinguin. And, okay. um, we also want to port it over to the Xbox eventually. 
and then hopefully we can go to some other hopefully. consoles from there. <laughs> well, I get, can I get achievements? Will I be able to get achievements in this game on Xbox? <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, that's a big thing we do oh. want to add in a patch. We do want to add achievements for, for all versions. Yeah, yeah we've had some oh, issues nice. with uh, Steam's API with the game. And it'll, I will 100% this. Yeah, we, we really want achievements. Don't you worry. <laughs> um... Have you guys seen, because uh, I've seen a lot of people, like, with different Twitch streams and YouTube videos, I've seen a lot of people play this. Have you guys seen any, um, like, anything really crazy or any speedrunners or anything so far? Um, yeah, there's there's actually been a couple of people who have uh, sp speedran the game or speedrun. Speedrun? Speedrun? Yeah. <laughs> speedran. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, one uh, person who was really dedicated, uh, level level nine. I think at this point, I think he's going to have the world record for. Well, I think he like has the world record forever for the early access version since that's kind of gone. But he did a <laughs> lot of runs. He got like I think that down to like seven or six minutes of just going through like the forest track. It's like yeah, 630. he's crazy oh fast. Gosh. Um, that's insane. But yeah, challenge so, accepted. So, so he spent. <laughs> That, so that's pretty great. It's awesome seeing. Like, I hope more people pick it up because it'd be really, really awesome to see a speedrunning community. You said um, six minutes through the, the forest track. That's just the one, the first thing. Yeah, like the first like four levels. Okay. So six thirty. Like, I'm writing it down. Uh, <laughs> I, I, look, look on his Twitch channel. He has the okay. he has his official thing there. But um, um. Yeah, also it was fun seeing, like, I, I completely forgot this was in there, but, yeah, Alon, like, I saw somebody the other day streaming, and they got the the Chosen One thing from the Gambler Shrine. Wait. And then, uh... Which one? Yeah. The, you know, the one where it's like, you are the Chosen One, go Wait, someone one. got that? Yeah. Wait, what is this thing? Wait, somebody actually did on stream? Yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot I even put that in. Right? What does that even do now? Oh, yeah. Yes! So, enlighten so, us! So, there's a really low chance that the Gambler Shrine... What is it, like, one in a thousand? Something or is it really 10, high like that. I, I want to say it's a thousand, but then... I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure it's a thousand. I'm pretty sure it's a thousand. I wouldn't make it ten thousand. Yeah, it seems... Yeah. But so, uh, so the Gambler Shrine, that's one of the things it can do is it'll just yell at you in all caps sometimes and go like, you are the chosen one, go forth and, you know, achieve your glory or whatever. And it raises your attack uh, damage by 300%. <laughs> but it also lowers your health to one. That is awesome. Oh, wait, well, you said it lowers your health to one? Yes. So uh, that's Ooh. that's that's a lot. Heck of a trade off. A lot made that. Yeah, that's that. That goes that's back. Phenomenal. That goes back to something that we wanted in the game way back, where we wanted like a couple of weapons you could take starting weapons that would end up being like different game modes. Uh, like there's one we wanted that like you basically take oh, a yeah. stick and it'd be like one hit, one kill, but you only have one life, like one hit point, and you have to make it through the entire game without taking that one hit, but you one shot everything. Okay. It's, it's oh, kind of like a leftover yeah. thing from that, but I totally forgot about that. I can't believe someone got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it was... speaking of those shrines, there's a bone shrine. I found it like three times, and every time I click it, it says, you hear nothing. Is that normal, or does something actually happen? Is there a chance something actually happens with this shrine? Uh, with oh, yeah. the... I mean, like, with, with with the gambler shrine, there's a chance for nothing to happen. 
Maybe it was the gambler. Shrine. It's, it's like oh, the dude yeah, who's the... cross-legged and it's gold. As like the gold. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he says roll the bones. Yep. Yes, yeah, well, that's it. what it is. Yeah. Roll the bones. That's the gambler. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, there, there's, yeah, yeah, there's a chance for nothing. It's it's basically just a D, like a... Well, it's almost a D20 except for one, no. I guess. <laughs> that's funny, though. That lucky person. Right, that's hilarious. So, uh, Trey has another question here. How many trinkets are in the game? Hmm. Uh, uh, I don't really know, actually. Is it fair to say, like, ten? I, I don't know, though. Okay. I feel like it's about ten. Maybe more. But not too much more. <laughs> Mm. And they they all and you guys were talking about it earlier. You can really kind of build your character for that run around even just one trinket. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, trinkets go like a long way. They're, they're meant to be like a big uh you know, it's a, it's a big trade-off between which one you want to take. You know. Oh yeah. There's the one that that will revive you. That's awesome being revived, but you know, you're giving up pretty much anything else any other kind right. of bonus so i needed that one for sure i <laughs> held on to that one for a while Tell, just think about the speed running like that would be difficult because like because the map is randomly generated like y there's gonna be a lot of luck that gets played into oh my gosh i just found the boss door like I'm, I'm 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 already processing this and trying to strategize mm -hmm. and uh, that's one of the things right. like oh man that's gonna be tough unless i get lucky a few times yeah man. And yeah. also, it's, uh, or uh, but yeah, go ahead. if you find the merchants, you can buy the map really early on, too. Mm. Yeah, the map's super helpful in the later areas when they get really big. We're going to see Tim at uh, Summer Games Done Quick trying go. to beat this, uh, yeah. <laughs> this speed record. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. do uh, <laughs> that'd, be so, that'd be so cool <laughs> to... That would be awesome. That's Tim's new goal. It is. It's my new goal. Game's done quick. He's not going to be playing anything else. He's just going to keep cutting down his time. Well, because this is one of those games that I can really get into doing something like that. Because it's not like a super long game. Like at least not the segments and stuff, right? It's not super long in terms of that. But it, you, you can really if you know what you're doing, like you can. I can see how doing a speed run can be done. Like yeah, just yeah. Yeah, it's once once you get down all the enemies. You know how right. they work with each other. You can there, there's there's little things here and there that you pick up as you go, which kind of goes into the the combat depth as you play. That you know you'll be able to you'll be able to take out multiple enemies at once, where you thought you'd only be able to take out one or something. Small things here and there. Yep, or like you know, just uh, basically just avoiding attack by and doing damage by like slamming at the right moment when a boss yeah. hits you. So you just never slow down your damage output. Because oh, you get that little, yeah. like, you're kind of like, yeah. The iframes the here and there, and we have uh, we have very liberal hitboxes, so. Which is another <laughs> thing I really like that, that we've done is that we don't, we don't, we don't cheap you out in the hitbox. Yeah, more than, more than you right. buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely, I think it was the... Maybe it was like one of the Sentinel fights that I, I definitely got that vibe to where you don't, um, you definitely don't feel cheated. Like it, you know that there are a lot of games like that to where you, you can say like, I know I hit that guy, 
just because the the hitbox might be so small mm-hmm. or maybe just might be a weird shape or whatever it is. But you definitely don't feel that way. Yeah, yes. it it definitely works out well, especially with heavy um, weapons. Um, you get you oh, get yeah, almost three hundred sixty weapons... degrees. Like it's pretty close. It's like two seventy. I'm pretty sure. Nice. <laughs> and I, I go back and forth between them. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, the heavy Hello? weapons are sweet. I can knock them out, you know, in just a couple hits. But sometimes the quick weapons just they're just so satisfying. Like I had some sort of letter opener. It was a cursed <laughs> weapon. Yeah, a letter opener. Um, the lug, the luxurious letter opener. Yes, yep. yes, that was fantastic because it it was cursed. I don't know if you've seen any of these, Tim, <laughs> but they're cursed weapons, or that that's what I refer to them as. Like you go to pick it up, but then like this this spirit attacks you. You have to beat the spirit before you can get the weapon. Oh, and usually the weapon is of a higher quality. But that was really cool to run into too. Just one one other bit of randomization in there to, to the Reaper. Off. That's what uh, yes. the Reaper. Yep. Okay. That's what the dude's called. Yeah, which that's one of those things where it's like going way back. That was uh, another <laughs> one of those like kind of leftovers for like way back when when the game was gonna have three classes. Um, oh wow! And the Reaper was a playable class, and he kind of just turned into that. <laughs> And speaking of classes, that kind of leads into Trey's question here. He he's asking, "What led you guys to do only melee weapons?" <laughs> uh, that goes that goes back. Um, I mean, with with the three classes, but we we were originally gonna have we had like the swordsman, we had the reaper, and we had like the gunjineer, which would basically be the 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 range class. But um, I mean, apart from just kind of like time time constraints and you know having three characters, like that's a lot of animation everything having sure. you know different weapons for each and everything and we kind of end up just sticking just to the swordsman and that that really led us to you know all the melee combat and also we had built the game you know primarily around melee combat as well and once you add in you know another you know another class or something or like you know range range primary weapons then you start to have to rebalance the entire game around both of those instead of just one <laughs> right sure yeah, um, and actually some funny things with the Gungeoneer, speaking of. Um, that was, I think, around just right when Enter the Gungeon was either announced or beginning to become popular or just about to come out. So, like, you know, because, yeah. like, our game's Dungeoneers. We'll have a Gungeoneer. Aren't we really clever? <laughs> and then Enter the Gungeon comes out and it's like, oh, all right, I guess. Um, Not our pun anymore. <laughs> Gotta scrap yeah. it. Right. Um, and also the... That's how it always works. You you always come up with this great idea, and then you end up. I I do that with design stuff all the time. I'll think of some like really clever idea, and then the next day I see it like, oh, someone's already come up with it. It's, yeah. I guess that's that's gone and that's in the trash. Yeah. So the uh the gunblade. I don't know if you've seen that weapon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I picked it up and yeah, liked it. Yeah. That that wep- that weapon is actually left over from the gungeoneer, right, Zach? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was actually yeah. yeah get into that because like that's um. That used that is a modified version of the model of the rifle the gunjineer was going to use. Uh, oh, it nice. was really great because originally when we had it also in the game, it was just like a gun you just like held by the the barrel and just beat people with the stock. But <laughs> Matt was like, "No, that's too silly," and he made like the really awesome like whittled down, uh, you know, stock to where it's like mm-hmm. a handle and the, it was like a bayonet for a blade, and like that turned out really awesome. Nice. But she, it gave you increased power blast damage, which made sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, and even though all the weapons are melee, you still have things like the blast mm -hmm. where, you know, to, to help you out, and it's on a, enough of a cooldown that you don't rely mm -hmm. on it, which is nice. What's right. the quickest you've ever seen a cooldown for that? Because I was, I was curious in my mind, like, I wonder how low I can get my cooldown for the power blast. I'm pretty sure it has a minimum cap. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what that is, but I'm pretty sure it has a min cap. Maybe like five seconds? Yeah. Be Maybe around there. Still. Yeah, wow. four or five. Yeah, somewhere like four or five. I, but I know there's a minimum. Even that's still yeah, impressive, though. Like, five seconds is a, a short amount of time, so you could be blast If you got it low enough, that'd be pretty Yeah, not strong, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, for, sure. for not having, like, ending, ending up doing multiple classes, we ended up doing a pretty good job of... Oh, yeah. Like, kind of kind of incorporating the different playstyles in there if you really want them. Like, if you want to go for an AoE build or, a, you know, a charge, a charge build and get, like, three charges and do a bunch of damage with that, you, you can do it. Turned out really well. Yeah, overall, it, it just feels... It's just a very... I don't know I feel like I keep repeating myself here, but it just feels it just feels good to play. No matter what your playstyle is, it's always it's always refreshing. Like Tim mm -hmm. was saying, um, and I, I think it'll be great even once you bring it. It's great on on PC. I'm a PC gamer myself, but just being able to bring it to these other consoles, um, you know, whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, or if you know Nintendo, uh, you know, kind of uh, get gets their their heads right here. Um, and, and, uh, <laughs> I would I would sell um, my soul to get this game on Switch. I was gonna ask that. Would, I really was gonna ask if you thought of planning bringing it to we, Switch. We we uh, we we tried uh, asking them, but they're not too keen on us yet. So oh. maybe we just have to keep bugging them. Yeah, just do it. Right. Maybe it's yeah. I mean, I think after they see the, at least everyone that we've shown the game to, everyone is is just blown away. So I, I'm sure after this this launch here. Uh, they'll they'll have a change of heart because it it'll be the perfect game for the I know. Switch. It would just feel especially with the local co-op so and you can do right the, right. The right. The <laughs> it's ready. It's ready. <laughs> it's ready. Switch it ready to today. Switch. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> it would be so. Dude, I would take that to E three this year, hands down. Like right. on the plane, <laughs> dude. On the plane, we could play it sitting together right there, side by side. Done. Done deal. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Everybody yell we'll at Nintendo, the, uh, please. We'll be the first to give that up. <laughs> right. Everybody contact we'll, your we'll Nintendo representative. <laughs> Let them know. I'm gonna if we see Reggie this year, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop him. He's there not walking go. past me this year. I'm gonna stop him. <laughs> I'll explain that this is needed. We we ran into Reggie like almost every day at E3, but he would never stop to talk to us. <laughs> no. Like we 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 made it a point to like go to the same spot after the convention every day, <laughs> and oh. every time we would see him, and he's just like, no, no, yeah. like, damn man, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh, throw a uh, we'll we'll definitely uh, corner him and say you've got to change your mind on this Reggie. <laughs> bring it to uh, bring yeah, him into Smash Brothers. He'll be like he'll yeah. be like who? Oh man. <laughs> oh. No, by then we'll the by then we'll be super famous though, right? <laughs> right, of course, <laughs> right. Yeah, game will. Yep. <laughs> the rogue from Rogues Like Us is the new challenger. In oh, it could do what? an amiibo. An amiibo with all the different armor. Look, look at yes, that. That's right. sales right there. Look at all those amiibos you can have. The dyes, <laughs> right. the armor, everything. You could have removable pieces on it. You build your own rogue right oh there. Gosh. Click it on, bring you it have... into the game. Done. You have accessories <laughs> for your amiibo that you could buy separately. We have a market right. plan for you, Nintendo. 
<laughs> we just want the game on your system. Just please <laughs> let it happen. Right. We've done all the hard work. All you have to do is say yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> We like your amiibo idea. Trust but, me, I've seen yeah. some pretty some pretty interesting <laughs> games on the Switch that I feel like probably should not be on there. Yeah, there's there's Neo Geo games, and I'm just like, what is this? It's it's yeah. mostly about who you know with getting getting yeah. onto the Switch. I believe that. So. Need to find the right well, people. We're gonna try. And it's still it's only a year yeah. old, so I'm I'm sure there's. There's still a lot more to happen there. And it just sure. launched, right? So it's only a year old, but it just officially launched. And right. I, I, I think as the game gets bigger, and I'm fully confident, Will, I think you, you guys created an absolute gem here that, that it'll bring a lot of attention, and I think that'll help too. Yeah, I hope so. We'll be making those uh, those YouTube testimonials <laughs> saying how like rogues like us changed our life and you know <laughs> starting one of those petitioned or what change dot com petitions. Send it to your congressman. We'll ma- right. Call right. your congressman today. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. We you heard it here in, in chat first. Go sign the petition that we'll, we'll have <laughs> up and running sometime. Go go sign it right rogues now. on switch. Rogues on Switch. Oh. Um, and since we are at the hour mark, just to maybe get some more questions uh, out of chat if they have any. As, as we're kind of finishing up here, if you guys have any last-minute questions uh, uh, for these guys about rogues like us, definitely throw them in chat. Um, I mean, they, they definitely know what they're talking about. Oh, look, Mark is even saying rogues like us, 10 out of 10, best, best game. game. <laughs> is this a game Thanks. that you guys have planned, or is it possible to add DLC to later on? I mean, it's we we can add lots of things onto it. It's not a it's not a closed book by any means. It's just one of, one of the interesting things about it is that the code base is old, and okay. you know we started working on it when we were students, and there's still a lot of code that's in there from when we were students, and it's pretty bad. You know, looking <laughs> back on it, like because we've all grown exceptional amounts, you know, between then and now as developers, and you know, like you know they've been like redoing the art as they go and everything. Cause that's more on the visual side, but on the coding side, you don't really spend that much time going back through and rewriting your systems to make them more like modular and better for the future because we didn't really think about it at the time so you know one of the things going forward is we the, the constraints we work with right now have to do with how can we do this as simple as possible without rewriting everything but it's definitely it's not a it's not a closed book by any means following the trend of a lot of games now have you guys thought about adding a battle royale mode <laughs> it's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, yes, right. Rogues like us, Royale. <laughs> hey, that that seems to be yeah. the thing. No matter what your game is, it, it's getting a battle royale mode. There you go. <laughs> um, Trey is also asking, what is some advice you'd give to someone who wants to get into game design? <laughs> Royales like us. <laughs> um, getting in, getting into game design. I mean, it depends on what what kind of stage you're at right now. Um, I don't know if you're like, you know, early student or if you're out of college and kind of like a bit later on. I mean, there's never like a bad time to get started. But um, I guess getting getting into getting into design itself uh, is, is I think it's more difficult than getting into any other aspect because a, a lot of a lot of other aspects are more like physical with with you know, what you see or, you know, how something is programmed, and those are all, um, you know, things you can instantly have feedback with, but game design is difficult because you kind of need all those things to make 
it all come together to where you can analyze it properly. Um, unless, I mean, there there are certain instances where you, you can kind of you know work to your strengths of if you're not like a really you know big artist, you know if you're not really great at art, not really great at programming, but you, know, you there are tools out there for you to like work on your design. But um, I guess getting started, uh, just try and find like online courses you can do. Like uh, the school we went to, Michigan State, has a really good Coursera one for uh, you know intro to Unity and game game design. That's a really good place to start. Um, I guess my tip would be don't don't just you know lear, learn learn a little bit of everything because that's kind of what game design is. It's kind of kind of need to know how everything comes together. It's kind of the center the the center thing of bringing everything together into a cohesive manner. But uh, look look online at courses. There's some great ones. How many people are on your team? Six. There's a yeah. Good question. Six people. Six people made this game in what about it's about two years. Yeah, there are, I, I guess, of everybody who's done any work on it, I think it's about uh, nine? Yeah. yeah, it would be nine. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would be uh, nine. Connor, Kyle, and Scott, Yeah, who all uh, decided to go, you know, different ways after we graduated, do different things. That's still fantastic. That's, that's a very small team to make a, a game as, as good as this. Well done. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Uh, it's like it's like the good middle ground for a team. Uh, it would it would have been nice always to have more people work on it, but you know, kind of keeping it around this size, you know, you're able to kind of kind of skirt away from having specialized rules too much. Everyone kind of gets to do a little bit of everything. Everyone kind of really understands the game and really feels it. And there's a lot of more a lot of passion in it. Uh, yeah. Do you have plans like for do you have you guys already like set plans for another game like do you have an idea for like your next step at all? Um, I think uh, our next step will largely be uh, what I kind of mentioned earlier with just like kind of monitoring rogues and patching it as well as right. trying to add in you know like smaller things like achievements or uh, and getting it ready for different places like different consoles and stuff yeah. like that. And I mean though things like things you know could always change if you know the game ends up like really taking off in some way um then yeah like i think that would go back to like dlc or further patches like i mean i think it's one of those things where it's like if the game's like being consistently supported i think a lot of us would really like to keep adding stuff to it and yeah keep working on it in this, some fashion yeah. definitely some things we didn't get in at the very end that definitely looking looking towards cool nice and then uh, Mark's uh, Mark Schrock is uh, he's he's got a, a, a solid question here. <laughs> Since this is your first big launch, was there ever any doubt it wouldn't turn out um, as good, or if maybe it wouldn't come to light? Um, if so, what advice do you have to get kind of get that out of your head and push forward? I'd say for, there are plenty of times when when you work on something for a long time, it, it can get to you. You know, it can really bring you down mm-hmm. at times. Uh, uh, a lot, of, a lot of development is just kind of, you know, stuff isn't exactly there yet, and you kind of hope it will be, but at the time it's not, and it's really, it's really easy to let, you know, it all just get into your head, and it's it's tough. It's a very tough thing to make, but you know, you just kind of gotta do your best, do the best you can. Yeah. At least that's for um, me. No, yeah, like uh, just to kind of echo that, it's. 
Yeah, definitely. Because um, uh, there's, you know, a few different points where we ended up revamping various parts of the project. Or, and, uh, yeah, like, I, it, the only thing I could really say is we just, you know, we ended up uh, kind of keeping our cool on it and just kept pushing forward. And um, I think it turned sure. out really well in the end. I'm happy you did. Yeah, <laughs> same here. It's it's changed so much since that that early alpha build we played at uh, GDEX. <laughs> yeah, like uh, GDEX uh, 20, 2016, right? Or uh, or, were you guys, or twenty seventeen. All right, sorry. No, we were twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's okay. right. It was just last year, last August. I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm sorry. because I'm thinking about because you know we were at the twenty sixteen GDEX as well, and that was like a okay, that yeah, was an yeah. even earlier build, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 2016 oh, was. It definitely uh, turned out. Oh boy. Yeah, we, we still have. It, it's really fun that we have a whole lot of things chronicling this project, like pictures yeah. and builds and stuff. And there's that some is really cool. Goofy stuff. Like, go take a look at our old Kickstarter page sometime, and <laughs> you'll be like, "What? <laughs> what was? Sure. What was this?" <laughs> <laughs> That has to be so rewarding to see kind of like where this started and how much it's changed in just short, such a short amount of time. It feels like yeah, a long time, but it was a pretty relatively short time. But it's, it's like a different game, you know, yeah. from step to step. Everything changes so much and so good changes too. You get better at what you do. Oh, yeah. And you're like, hey, maybe this thing we did before, not such a good idea. Right. You just kind of start sanding things down, polishing things. Yeah. Now we, um, we, because we're getting to the end here, do you guys have any uh, any closing remarks or anything else you'd like to uh, maybe tell people about the game that they might not know or anything else you'd like to share with uh, the, the listeners here? Hmm. Um, I mean, I guess personally, like the only thing that's coming to mind is a, uh, just want more people to, to look at it, to check it out. Um, I think it's a really, uh, turned out to be a really great game. I think it'd be a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell your, tell your friends, you know, if you, if you know somebody who likes this kind of game, let them know, you know, it's a fun game. Everybody, everybody I know who's played it has had a really good time and they really enjoy it. And it's, yeah. you know, we're, we're a small group. We don't really have the, you know, the means to get it out there to, to the, to the masses. So, you know, we we rely we rely on you guys and word of mouth and you know just, just playing the game, showing it off to a friend, you know, having them come over and play co-op even, you know. You know, Absolutely. just getting more eyes on it. It's really what matters. And you know, if you play the game already, thank you so much. You know, I hope you enjoyed it because of you that we do this. So that's awesome. And we'll uh, we'll definitely have the we've got the link in chat already, but we'll go ahead and uh, it'll be if you're listening to this, uh, you know, post production, we'll have it in the uh, podcast um, comments, YouTube comments, it'll all be there, so you can uh, go straight to the uh, the Steam page. Um, I'm emailing it to Reggie so personally. <laughs> right, <laughs> spam is inbox. Yep. Um, but yeah, like like they were saying, definitely check it out. I haven't met anyone that hasn't enjoyed this game. Um, and if you do enjoy it, you know, if you're playing it on on stream or something, they've they've got a Discord channel you can join, share some of your uh, like fun clips or your outfits. Um, it, it's they're a group of great guys. They've made an awesome game, and you can tell that they're really passionate about uh, what they're doing here. Yeah. Uh, so definitely check it out if you haven't already. You won't regret it Not at all. Tim, any closing comments for us? Um, just kind of what they said. It was 
phenomenal game, I, I think, for what it is and for, for how small of a group you guys are and for how short of a time it took. Like, you made an absolute gem of a game. It's one of those games that's very easy to fall in love with. Like, within the first five or ten minutes of just playing, even that little tutorial, like, you, you 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 know how to play it. That's the coolest part. You don't feel like you're you're you don't know how to play it. You know how to play it. And you just you grow, you learn, it gets better, you get better, and it's just a phenomenal game. Absolutely love it. Good job. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> we uh we really appreciate you guys taking the, the time out of your I am sure your your post launch schedule has been pretty <laughs> hectic. So we, we appreciate you guys taking time to uh, sit down with us and talk about yeah. rogues. It's it's been a Thanks blast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, anytime. I'm I'm sure we'll uh, we'll definitely keep playing it more on stream. Right. Uh, Tim will have to show off his uh, his no, speed now run. Now I'm going to speed run it though. Go. That's going to be a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't wait to time yep. that. Um, but yeah, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, not only for us, uh, but uh, but for uh, <laughs> rogues like us. Uh, this will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, so if you're watching on Twitch, you know you can find it in a couple of days there. Whenever we get around to it. <laughs> Um, but in the, uh, the meantime, just really appreciate your support, uh, with, with them and, and us with our podcast. Uh, so until then we will see you guys next time.